Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research, my friends. Hope you guys are having an absolutely terrific, awesome, safe day as always, and you guys are staying strong and healthy. And again, thank you again for supporting Health Masters and getting the truth out there on a regular basis. You guys have seen the magnesium and the eyesight were back and back and forth. It looks like the eyesight was uh, taken over on the magnesium early this morning. So the eyesight formula, our ocular formula, really, really great product. If you guys have tried it before, it'll be going up for sale as product of the week here at healthmasters.com. So be sure to check that out. We'll be doing probably like a 10 or 12% off sale on that eyesight. Very effective formula. It helps support healthy eye structure and function, really helps prevent oxidative damage, and can actually really increase eyesight actual functioning eyesight along with reducing the amount of damage especially from blue light and other things that we're constantly exposed to now in this digital world i guess you could say that we're in so if it's something you're interested in if it's something you're working on be sure to check out the eyesight formula going to be going up on sale the next hour or so that's product of the week here at healthmasters.com and one thing that uh, i saw earlier i was looking at some articles and breitbart put an article up here and this is pretty crazy is that mayor mayor eric adams in new york says that New York City is literally out of room after giving free hotel rooms to border crossers. They have said now just since the end of 2022, there's been over 160,000 illegal aliens that have basically come into New York City that have been giving free hotel rooms to new arrivals, essentially indefinitely. And he goes, we cannot tell someone that they cannot come into the city. We can't even do much of anything. We can't turn them over to ICE. The law states we cannot notify ICE. I cannot break the law and enforce the law. (laughs) This is coming from the same guy that bragged three years ago about New York City being a sanctuary city and that everybody that wants to come there is more than welcome to. And uh, ironically now, this is not okay. And I told you I had a buddy of mine that went up there over the uh, Christmas time, and he said it's pretty crazy. He said a lot of these areas, you just have these individuals, a lot of them from like Africa and South America, they're just hanging out the whole time, just chilling out, standing around, hanging out, not doing anything. Like none of them speak English. All of them hanging outside the hotels. He said there's trash everywhere now, everywhere you go up there, especially the other sections that aren't like the main Times Square area. And uh, he said it was miserable. It was the first time going up there. So New York's already a culture shock for somebody that's not really used to going up there because it is a mix of people from all over the world. But from what I've read and what I've seen and what I've talked to, there's definitely a whole other level of culture shock that's happening now with this massive influx of individuals. It's interesting because, you know, you got Greg Abbott down in Texas who is literally bussing these guys and flying them from Texas all over the country. And it's kind of ironic to me because somebody was talking about this. Said, yeah, good for him. He's doing this. He's showing these sanctuary cities, this and that. However, what nobody's really realizing, everybody's kind of failing to realizing – is this is exactly what you would do if you were trying to disperse a group of individuals that you wanted them to have a direct tactical advantage over the entire country in the event of some type of invasion or some type of green light, so to speak. You would disperse them to every single single major city in the entire country. You would basically send them so that they would be fully dispersed and so that every single area would be covered in the event that they needed to, say, I say, engage in a situation just my take on that not saying that texas needs to be absorbing all this because they don't need to be absorbing anything this stuff needs to be shut down and stopped until everything can be handled properly because this unfettered open immigration where they're giving the five thousand dollar american express gift cards free cell phones and free bus passes and free flights as soon as they walk across the border 
clearly there's a serious issue and a disconnect going on with the rule of law down there. And this is not a organic and how should I say immigration. This is a direct invasion that's being heavily funded. As I saw an article the other day, and I brought, brought it up multiple times. It was funny as I posted on social media. So we have a basically new Instagram account now on with Health Masters that we've been starting. And so I encourage you guys to go check that out as far as with Team Health Masters that we're working on here. And so we're kind of starting to build stuff back up now, that everything that's you know, been going on over the last year. And so be sure to check that out at TeamHealthMasters.com because there's a lot of different things we're going to be posting and putting out there on a regular basis. It's Team underscore healthmasters.com there's so no.com's team underscore healthmasters so be sure to check that out we've been posting stuff up on it and uh, beginning to put new sales new specials new coupon codes and so if you got an instagram account be sure to check that out so i was on there the other day and i saw this article posted about the illegal immigration you know the twenty-five thousand individuals that are coming up from guatemala and all these other countries in argentina and I put in there the same question that I posed on the show repeatedly, and I already knew the answer, but I kind of want to see the response that I was going to get on it. And I put in there, I said, who is handling the logistics with this many people traveling 2,000 miles? Who's providing you know, the hundreds of thousands and actually technically millions of calories every single day to sustain these people? Sure, I'm sure they got some bottles of water in their backpack, and they got granola bars, some MREs, got that. 2,000-mile trek on foot is going to take you roughly anywhere between 60 to 80 days. That's not something you're going to run on a couple bottles of water and some granola bars. You're going to have to be eating at least at minimum just to survive, and you're going to be hemorrhaging weight. You have to be eating at least 1,000 to 1,500 calories a day, and you're going to lose a significant amount of weight on that amount of calories. But yet I don't see anybody going in and basically – asking where the millions and millions of dollars in food is coming from from all these cities just thought i'd ask it was funny like probably, probably there's probably 80 or 90 responses on that comment that i made and everybody pretty much started pointing back to george soros and the world economic forum and everybody up in washington is complicit in this and what's interesting is one person said something i thought it was an interesting comment he goes why is it that there is no journalism covering these questions why is it that the mainstream media is simply only covering a small snippet of the final effect of these individuals coming into the country or being bused to a certain state or these certain topics, but nobody's actually doing any investigative journalism and who is funding, transporting, feeding, hydrating, shoeing, by the way. You don't go on a 2,000-mile walk in one pair of shoes. That's You're going to go through multiple pairs of shoes and hiking boots. Go on that level. <laughs> That's true. You, go, you are. You're 2,000 miles. You're going to wear out some shoes. So who's providing the truckloads of shoes to 25,000 people? And I thought that was an interesting question from an investigative journalism standpoint. Instead of actually just covering what's happening in the final destination in New York and filling up these hotels, why isn't anybody investigating who's actually doing this and funding it when we already know, but actually getting the truth out there and making people question more and try to hold these politicians accountable for what's going on and allowing this to actually be a direct invasion of this country just my take on that, my two cents, you do with it as you may. But quite frankly, as I said a couple weeks ago, I highly encourage anyone, stay strong and healthy right now. Stay prepped with any training, any supplies, any food, any water, any medical supplies, because there is a strong possibility over the next 6 to 12 to 18 to 24 months. I don't know exact time range. You're going to start seeing 
some significant side effects from this direct invasion, especially when you start seeing an overwhelming show of force of individuals that are coming here in certain cities, especially these these democratic you know hellholes, so to speak. Excuse my language, because when you start having hundreds of thousands of combat age males in their mid twenties that are fairly active and they have nothing to do except sit and wait for a phone call. These guys are going to start getting aggressive very soon, especially if any of these food supplies, any of these housing, any of these American Express gift cards, any of this stuff start drying up. You're going to start seeing some very, very aggressive behavior very, very quickly. Be aware of that. Be aware. Have situational awareness when you're out and about. Just my two cents and giving everybody a heads up on that, Dad. What do you think and how are you doing this morning? Okay, multiple multiple comments on all of this stuff. Really good opening segment, Austin. Uh, what we have going on here really is an invasion from the uh, world, as far as you know, different fighting age men. Now, are they going to actually be able to be able to be a unified force? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you remember that movie American Made with Tom Cruise? Great movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, got some got some nude scenes in it, so I wouldn't let kids see it. But it was a great movie. Talk about the cocaine stuff that we had with Barry Seals and the rest of the stuff that was happening back in the '80s and the '90s, you know, underneath Clinton. But what's interesting about this stuff is that when you look at it, they were bringing these people in from Guatemala, basically to train them to be soldiers. That we have bases all over the United States that are being having these Muslim people being trained as soldiers. That's just a fact. I'm not going to get into a debate on that. That's just the way it is. But the sad part about it is, is that, you know, you know, we as the American population is being are being kept in the blind about that. We have no idea that's happening. The, the thing that's interesting about it, though, was you watch that movie American Made, they were bringing in the soldiers from Guatemala and they were more interested in being in America and not being trained. And they would run away from the training camps. It just didn't work. If you watch the movie, they say, well, we're disbanding the training camp because it doesn't work. Because once they got to the United States and they realized they got all the free stuff. They didn't want to fight anymore. They just wanted to you know, look at pornography in that crazy movie and, and just drink and have a party because they were out of their wretched hellhole country. That they were eating out of garbage dumps. Thought I'd mention that. Now, I'm not saying that everybody comes from third world countries is doing that because they don't. Some people really try hard in those countries. The problem is the opportunity because it's not free enterprise and it's not capitalism because it's communism is basically kept down at a very low minimal. And so everybody basically is getting to ride in the car so nobody has to work. I had another friend of mine who basically uh, had a guy from because she, she basically got, got involved with a guy from Cuba who was raised under communism. They ended up going back to Paris together, and they ended up basically she had to support him. She was a bookkeeper, and for 17 years they had a baby, and she had to support this guy who refused to work. And she said he was unbelievably lazy. So that's the same thing that's going to happen with a lot of these guys that they're bringing in from third world countries. They're, they're just happy to be out of the hellhole they came from, and they're going to be happy to be here now. Will there be unified forces and will there be some people that are going to hate the United States no matter what we do for them to basically go out and start blowing things up and causing you know all these crime scenes, et cetera? Yes, we know that's true because of Operation Gladio and Operation Condor. Operation Gladio, the CIA worked with old German soldiers from World War II to set off bombs in Paris and you know in, in Italy and France. And it happened in the 60s and the 70s. It was all made clear you know, through congressional hearings that it was all exposed. They also did Operation Condor, in which they went in to do false flags, you know, in you know, in South America and overthrow governments. This is exactly what happened with January the sixth. You know, we had a bunch of these provocateurs come in who worked for the government, who basically forced these people. How should I say? By just leading them by example, and these followers just followed them into the congressional offices, etc. And now they're in prison. This, is, this has happened for, for decades. That's why I say to you guys, and Austin has warned you guys repeatedly, be careful who you associate with. 
It's very, very important. Be careful who you talk to. Also talked about it yesterday. You know, just keep keep things tight. Don't talk about stuff, especially on the cell phones. That all that stuff gets recorded, guys. And I'm not talking about insurrection here whatsoever. I'm not. I'm not promoting that whatsoever. I'm just saying, don't allow yourself to be a target by groups that are government controlled or Sabbatan Kabbalist, Luciferian synagogue of Satan controlled to try to take you out. You know, they have the ability, you know, with frequency weapons, et cetera, to kill you from a distance, and you would never even know you're dead until you're in heaven. It's just that fast. They can stop your heart. If you watch that one movie, Eraser, they showed these different types of weapons and guns they had that could basically – they were pulse weapons that could stop the heart. All of these things are legit. They are real. You think, well, that sounds like science fiction. Guys, let me tell you something. The technology that we have that they show us is ancient compared to what they have. They're four or five hundred years in the future with what they have. I mean, lipo nanoparticles to bring an mRNA vaccine directly into the cell structure using a suppressant for your immune system. Who in the world came up with that? Well, we know that Charles Lieber did. His father worked with, the, I think it was the age of satellite systems that were basically retro-engineered, you know, intel and, and uh, you know, and, and basically, you know, technology from the Roswell crashes. All of this stuff is being pushed on us right now. I had another friend of mine yesterday. Her father got the vaccine. This happened yesterday. And I was talking to her, and she's a professional. And I mean, I'm, I'm not dating her. She's a, she's a, she's a she's associate. And, uh, and she says, Ted, will you pray with me? And I said, what's wrong? She says, my father. She says, my father basically has been diagnosed with cancer. He's got a fast-growing tumor you know, on his liver. It, they don't know what happened because he was cancer-free a, m- a couple months ago, and now he's got this giant tumor on his liver. And I said, wow. She goes, they're telling me stage four already, like within a month. And I, I said to her, I'm sorry. I said, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for him. Then I asked her, I said, you know what I asked her next? I said, did he take the vaccine? She goes, yes, and the boosters too. And I'm like, okay. And he already had, a, he already had heart problems after the vaccine and had bypass surgery six months ago. Now he's got this. This technology that was used in this mRNA injection to change the DNA of the people that took it, it has to be mitigated. And that's why I put together the spike protein survival kit, because you, you can't just pretend like you didn't take an injection to change your DNA. Very, very, very important that we understand that. So always remember, if the government's saying it to you because of the basically shadow government we have running things, you need to question it because there's a really high probability that this thing is a lie. I mean, it really, really is. They're just lying about everything now. So be very, very careful with what you read. What you get involved in. Yesterday, I talked about, if you didn't hear the show, about being people being demonically attacked in their sleep and ha- having been involved with different things as far as New Age philosophies and weird things with chakras and you know, in, you know, Buddhist religions and all that. And my response to this individual was, you need to stop putting that stuff into your mind. You need to stop opening these portals. <clears throat> I'm going to say something here. This thing with meditation. You're sitting around opening up yourself to all these different entities. Don't do that. Was that blunt enough? I hope that was blunt enough. I'll, I'll do it again. Don't do that. Now, you say, well, you're raising your voice at me. You're fussing at me. No, I'm not. I'm not fussing at you. I'm warning you when you open yourself up to this stuff, there's no telling what's going to come in. When you pray, you pray in Jesus' name. You speak to Almighty God through Christ and you ask God to direct you and have his will done in your life. 
you pray in Jesus' name. You station angels around you. You plead the blood of Jesus over you, and you put a hedge of thorns around you. I got a news flash for everybody listening this morning. Buddha is dead. Oh, that's I didn't want to shock you too hard on that. Buddha is dead. You know, the Hindu gods, they're just a bunch of, a bunch of weirdos. That's a bunch of weird stuff. All right. Muhammad is dead. They're all dead. Nobody got raised from the dead but Jesus alone, period, because he's God. The power that was in him, he didn't have to die. He did it for you and for me. He did it to create the ability for us to come back to God. You're not coming back to God without Jesus. It's not going to happen. So why would you open yourself up? I've got a good friend of mine. He decided to go down to Costa Rica and go down to that ayahuasca stuff or whatever the heck it was, you know, to go into a different altered mind state. He did all that. Before it was over with, he came back and told me he wished he had never done it. I warned him not to do it. I said, don't open that portal up. Before you know it, he's involved with a witch. Before you know it, he loses his job. Before you know it, he's got this giant lawsuit on him. He's about to lose his, 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 his retirement. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. You don't open portals. You don't sit around and meditate and want stuff to come into you. Open, oh, you sit there with some, some mantra going on. and you Don't do that stuff, okay, guys? The prayer should be specific. It should be directed. It should be goal-oriented, and it should be through Jesus Christ, period. Don't allow yourself to get involved with other religions. Stay away from the Mormon religion. They believe that Jesus Christ and Lucifer are brothers. Stay, stay away from the Jehovah Witness. I mean, really, stay away from them. They don't believe in the deity of Jesus whatsoever. All of these different religions are cults that were introduced. I mean, the Mormon religion is steeped in the Masonic traditions and lodges. So they, I'm not going to get into that today. But, the, but the, just stay away from that stuff. Stay with real Christianity. Stay away from the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it guys. Now, if you want to listen to Joel Olstein as a motivational speaker, he's a pretty good one. He is. But don't look at him for your spiritual food. Start in the book of John in the New Testament. Get a book you can get a Bible you can understand. Look, look at the NIV. Now, I'm not agreeing with all the translations of the NIV, and some of it's been changed, and I don't like what they've done to it in the last 30 years. But it's at least it's easy to read. And you can read different different versions of the Bible if you want, if you want to get a full understanding of how they're saying it and the different words they use. But don't get involved with reading esoteric, satanic stuff. I mean, don't go to a satanic bookstore and buy stuff and say, I want to learn more about this. No, don't do that. You don't need to know any more about it. You want it showing up in the middle of the night? I'm asking you a question now. I've had it happen to me, but I wasn't reading satanic stuff. I, I moved into a house that somebody had died in, and, and that basically I think they had seances in the house or whatever the heck they did, and they'd open up all, all kinds of portals, and I ended up being in there one night and getting choked out by some entity in the middle of the night. And I called on the name of Jesus. It got off me. I grabbed the 12-gauge. It went through the sliding glass doors outside, and I chased it outside. Sharon thought I'd gone nuts. Happened to me one time. It was not a pleasurable experience. It was like a nightmare from hell. And you think, wow, Ted. And then I had the house cleansed. And then I started being very specific on my prayers and making sure this stuff didn't happen again. We never had another problem. The problem is this. When you get curious about stuff like that, which I was not, and you start delving into it, and you start opening yourself up for it, it turns into a real poop show really fast in your life in all the areas of your life. Don't allow people to open portals in you. Don't allow don't, – don't do any of that stuff, guys. I've seen some really negative effects from that stuff. Don't do it. If it's not of God, if it's not of Jesus, it's not something you need to be involved in. It, it just is what it is, and you don't need to be reading about it. Don't be doing that. 
you know, you know, you just stay with our show. I'm going to filter everything for you. I'll read you the stuff and I'll give you the Christian interpretation of it if I feel as though it's necessary. So, well, come on now, Ted. You can't be that, you know, limiting as far as what we're supposed to believe and read. You're my family. Okay, I pray for you every day. I got, I got your back. Austin has your back. I, I'm going to take care of you the best I can. I'm going to give you the best advice I can. And you think, well, you know, you, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not responsible for us. Well, yeah, actually I am. I, I took that upon myself years ago when I prayed about praying for you guys every day. And that's why so many of you contact me at the AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com. I'm a little behind on that again. And you ask me to pray for you, and I do. Now, if you've got a 911 emergency, you need to call 911 because I may not get to that email within a week or two. Just let you know that too. But guys, listen to me. I'm here for you, and I'm here to try to help you to the best I can with the knowledge and the spiritual understanding that I've obtained through many decades. That's all I'm trying to do here with you guys. And when you guys support Health Masters, it gives us the ability to monetize the show to the point where we can do all of this stuff and we can all be teammates together. This is like Team Health Masters, your team, Ted's family. That's who you are. That's why when you guys come here, you know, I'm hugging you and I'm praying for your kids. I'm doing everything I possibly can. Because I really believe that that's my calling right now in my life is to be right here. I had a well-known doctor, and if any of you guys, if I mentioned her name to you right now, you'd know exactly who she was. And she asked me a few years ago, she goes, if you'd be doing anything right now in your life, what would you be doing? And I said, exactly what I'm doing right now on my podcast. Because I feel right now I'm in the perfect center of God's will for my life. Because I'm helping so many people in the millions now listening every month, every single day to my best of my ability. See, that's what we're here for, isn't it? Doesn't the Bible say as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another? That's why so many of you guys email me and you ask me for advice about certain things, and I do my best to try to help you. Unless it's something I have absolutely no idea what to do on it. But from a spiritual standpoint, guys, we're connected. You and me, us, we, right now, Team Health Masters. Team Ted Brower, Team Austin Brower, we're all together, okay? We're quantumly entangled whether we want to be or not because I've been praying for you for so many years. And so when I pray for you guys, things start happening in your lives. I've heard I have so many of you tell me that. That's why so many of you contact me like the girl did yesterday. She goes, can you pray for my dad? And the problem that I have with that is I told her, I said, your dad needs to be taking certain supplements. And I said, I don't know if he'll do it or not. And she goes, I don't know if he will either. And I said, well, you need to ask him. And then she goes, well, he's in a state of denial right now. He decided he didn't have cancer. But he's got you know, a grapefruit-sized tumor that's growing unbelievably fast on his liver. And I said, well, that's his way of coping with it right now. I guess that's a lot of the ways of coping with it, isn't it, guys? Sometimes when we deny things, we can pretend like they really didn't, that they really didn't happen or they really aren't happening. But listen to me. We're not born of a spirit of fear, but of power, <laughs> of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that same power, you listen to me, friends, my brothers and sisters, saints, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead in you, don't you ever forget that. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're a team, a brotherhood of believers on this show, and I love it that way. People say to me, you talk too much about Jesus. My response is the same, and I've told you this before. Go listen to another podcast. Go listen to a podcast that's going to still fear in you. Go listen to a podcast that's going to lie to you. Go listen to a podcast you can watch them smoke cigars, drink alcohol, and cuss at you and use God's name in vain. If that's what you want. I'm not going to do that. This show is going to always be about Jesus. 
we're about to go to full video, which is something we've been planning on doing for years because I want to have the ability at this point to reach a bigger and bigger audience for Christ. And yes, I mean that very sincerely. You know, I'm in a retirement mode with my life right now. I'm kind of just chilling out doing this because I know this is what God wants me to do. But the thing about it is, guys, is that if we all work together as a team, we can make a huge difference. Let me give you another bit. Another, another, another thing. These women, there's an article. These women stopped taking Ozempka, then regained more weight than they had lost. The woman goes on to say, I was insatiable. Wow. These medications are not meant to be taken long term. For years, Artemis Banyador found that impossible to lose the 25 pounds she gained after her pregnancy. But with her doctor suggested she start taking Ozempka, she lost 15 pounds in six months. I feel good. It was easy. It came off as making me feel better. 41, she's at 41 now, a mom of one who works in customer service, had her heart set on getting below her pre-pregnancy weight. These went from 230 pounds down to 215 pounds. I didn't have an appetite, she said. If I normally ate two slices of pizza, are you listening to this? Pizza's a fat pill. I was only able to eat one. She's not changing her dietary habits. She's still eating pizza. But quickly becoming full with smaller portions, I came to a abrupt halt when I discovered the manufacturer's coupon, which you know had stopped as far as getting this Ozemka. She goes, her pharmacist said she would have to pay $1,400 a month out of pocket, a sum she could not afford. Say she had not been warned by her doctor previously that the prescription would become very expensive. And soon she put on more weight than she had lost. Within a month, she gained back all 15 pounds and started coming on like never before. She had then to get another 10 pounds. And then she was heavier than that again and again and again and again. You should see her picture now. It's, it's, she's really, really, she was, I was insatiable. I've never been that way. I was so hungry, she says. It was crazy the way I felt. It was awful. It's still awful. She's not able to lose any weight. Now she's at almost 250 pounds. And it goes, she is far from alone. A study published in 2022 in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that the users of these drugs found that this drug would have two-thirds of their weight come back on them almost immediately after the injection stopped. Think through this for a second. You know, our benfotamine does a great job as far as stabilizing insulin levels, as far as the glucose metabolism. It's a great product. I would use that instead of this Ozemka. I would. And I would basically change your diet. Now, I had this conversation with another lady who called me up this morning who was on this drug, and I sent her this article I just read to you. And she goes, well, what do I do? She goes, I got on this drug. I lost 25 pounds. And she goes, now I've gained it back, and I'm gaining more weight again. And she goes, and I'm hungry all the time. I said, the problem's not that you don't have the drug. The problem is your diet. And I asked her, I said, what are you eating for breakfast? She goes, well, I have yogurt for breakfast. I said, all that lactose. And I said, you got to get off of dairy products. Now, I'm going to be very specific here as far as dietary recommendations right now, as far as weight loss. If you want to lose weight and keep your body fat levels down, you got to stay off of dairy. You can't be sitting around eating a bowl of ice cream every couple hours. I don't do that. I only do that about once every month or once every week or once every other day. No, no, no. Just cut it out. Don't bring it in the house. Don't bring it in the house. Stay away from dairy altogether, except for butter. You can cook in butter. That's all right. Stay away from bread and pasta and rice and potatoes. What do you mean? That's all I want to eat. Okay, got it. All right, got it. Okay, that, that elevates blood sugar. The blood sugar elevates insulin. The insulin is a storage hormone. The Ozemka works because it lowers insulin levels and it stops storing the fat and you don't get as hungry. That's how it works. So does the benfotamine. So does a low glycemic diet. When you stay with low glycemic diets, stay away from bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, and juices – you know, don't eat, don't eat fruit like for every meal. 
your body's blood sugar will stay relatively low and you won't have to release insulin as a storage hormone and you'll gradually start losing the weight usually about two pounds a week actually which is very good and you'll keep the weight off but taking a drug like ozemka because you want to drink alcohol is the worst by the way if you want to drink and you want to eat pizza every day like this lady was doing i only i went from i went from eating a whole pizza down to one slice and oh now now i'm eating a whole pizza again i've gained weight and i don't know why i'm insatiable yeah because what's happening is your body is not utilizing the insulin and the glucose like it needs to. Your cells aren't getting the food they need. Your body's telling itself, I'm hungry, even though you're already full, and you're gorging yourself, and you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There. I don't have to make it any more blunt. That's what happens when you eat the wrong food. That's why I covered the other day. I covered the top 10 foods never to eat. I talked about it again a couple of days ago. You'll see it on the podcast. And you got to avoid the high glycemic foods. Table sugar. If I take a tablespoon of table sugar and I just put it in my mouth and I chew it up or swallow it or put it in a glass of water and I guzzle it and I check my blood sugar 30 minutes later and I take a white potato and I do the same thing. I don't put any butter with it. I don't put any sour cream with it. I mix it up and I chew it and I put it in my body. The white potato has a higher glycemic index than table sugar does. The white potato will cause my blood glucose to come up faster than table sugar will. So what's one of the foods you need to avoid? White potatoes, high glycemic food. Don't eat stuff like that. And realize, stay with your vegetables. Stay with your mixed vegetables. Stay with your green vegetables. Stay with chicken. Stay with broccoli. Well, that's boring. Here's what's not boring. Heart disease. Heart disease isn't boring. Chest pains, coughing, shortness of breath, belly fat. That's not boring at all. That's frustrating. That's scary. Not boring, though. You say, well, I like to be entertained by my beverages, and I like to be entertained by my foods. I want to be able to see my food, and I want to take a picture of my food, and I want to send it to all my friends and say, look at me, look at me, look at me and what I'm eating today. I'm being entertained by my food. Wait a minute. Okay, come on, guys. Really? You're going to be entertained by the food. You're going to eat the food. It's going to get processed by your body, and you're going to poop out the rest. That was, that was something to get entertained over. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just don't eat to live. I mean, don't, don't live to eat. Eat to live. Don't make it so you have to eat entertaining food all the time. And don't get me wrong. I love a good beef brisket, and we had it for Christmas. It was amazing. I love some good old mashed potatoes, you know, with real butter, and we, we had them for Christmas. And it was okay. We had a phenomenal meal for Christmas. I like the beef brisket better than I like the turkey that was a little bit rubbery. But the truth of the matter is, is do I want to eat beef brisket every day? Well, actually, I really would like to eat beef brisket every day. <laughs> my, I should ask that rhetorical question. I, I like beef brisket, and I would probably eat it every day, but it's kind of a headache to make. But I'd rather just stay with chicken. I get rotisserie chickens that are organic, that are pre-cooked. You know, I get them at the health food store. Publix, you know, Greenwise sells them. No hormones in them, and I skin them, and I mix them with vegetables, and I keep that low glycemic index in my body all the time. I'm in better shape now than I was 20 years ago. And you think, well, how did you do that? I just eat clean. You know, we got a book called Eat Clean and Be Healthy. It's a cookbook. I'm not sure how many we got left in stock, but we have, we, we have that. Learn how to eat healthy foods that taste good 
and don't force yourself to eat junk food because it entertains you. And when you start taking drugs like Ozemka, realize when you come off of that, and if you haven't changed your dietary profile and what you do, it's going to come right back on you like a freight train. Wow. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Yeah, that was a great segment, dude. You nailed it spot on. This Ozemka thing has definitely been getting way more popular than I ever expected it to be. I've had more and more emails and more and more people in person that I've talked to that have gotten into this whole this whole fad, I guess you could say. And the answer is exactly what you just said. So the issue is, is majority of people that are getting on this drug are not actually changing their dietary habits. Because quite frankly, if you do use this drug and you actually really change your dietary habits and start eating super clean and exercising, you will drop weight rapidly. You really will. And then you will actually be able to maintain it off without the drug because you changed your whole lifestyle and habits. You know, I, people joke about it all the time when I'm here in the office because I usually just cook my meals here and sometimes I prep stuff. But I'm, it's very simplistic, and a lot of people don't like to eat the same thing over and over again. When you're a bodybuilder in your 20s like I was, like dad was, you get to the point where food doesn't have to entertain you. Food is there as a tool. It's there to feed you. It's there to help you build. It's there to help you sustain. It is not there to keep you happy every day. Happy, happy, happy. I don't have to eat food today to be happy. I eat food because it's a necessity. It's specific calories with specific macros and micros that I need to keep my body functioning at optimal performance. That's what it's there for. And the gluttony in this country has gotten so far out of hand. It really has. I mean, let's just be real. We are the fattest country in the entire world because everybody has to be entertained by their food and people prioritize the wrong things with their time. Just throwing that out there. You know, you'll have people that, like I said before, they'll have no problem binge watching Netflix for three hours, four hours, five hours, watching season shows back to back to back to back to back. But they can't spend 30 to 40 minutes prepping food for the week and put it in Tupperware or simply getting food like Dad said. I mean, I use the same thing with chicken, organic rice, organic green beans, I throw them together in a pan, got a specific amount. I don't even waste stuff anymore. I don't have to wait. I just eyeball on exactly how much I'm eating. With some hot sauce and mustard, tastes great. If you want to throw a little bit of organic cheese on top, you want to add a little bit more fat to it. And functions properly, gives you the proper calories you need, gives you the energy you need, gives you the recovery you need from training and exercising, and that. And you can go in, you can get crazy with it, and you can change certain things up, and you can eat different things. That's cool. And occasionally, like I said, I'll go out occasionally with some friends or land or something, go grab dinner, or for a special occasion, go grab dinner somewhere, and I'll get, a lot of times I'll get something completely different, because I want to change it up. You know, I'll get a filet mignon, or get a steak, you know, get some, or, you know, some wild-caught fish. But the truth about it is, Discipline in the mind and in the body is so crucial if you really want to maintain your overall health. Because here's what it comes down to. Discipline is sitting there and looking at something and going, yes, I may want to go eat a tub of ice cream right now, or I may want to go eat a big cheeseburger every single day right now, but I'm not going to because I have discipline and I know what I need to do to achieve the goal that I want. Once you start having mental and physical discipline, you get up in the morning, you go train every day, or you go do cardio in the morning, you go train at night. When you get up and you have your food set up where you're going to be eating throughout the day, once you start setting up those disciplines, they run over into every area of your life, your business, your children, your family, every other aspect continues to get better. Because if you can't even have discipline in such a minor topic, like what you eat, just, I mean, just basic. I mean, that, that's, that's one of the most simplistic, easiest things to change every single day is what you eat. If you don't have discipline with that, how can you expect to have discipline with anything else in your life? And that's what I've told you before. I talked to a business guy years ago, and he said one of the most telling things that he always looks for when he does business with somebody is physical fitness. 
It doesn't mean walking in like you're some juiced up bodybuilder, 250 pounds walking in like some gorilla. That's not that at all. Walking in and looking strong, looking lean, looking confident, looking like you can handle the room if you need to do so. He said, because that's something that nobody, nobody can steal. Nobody can give you. You've got to earn it. You've got to put the time in on the ways outside running cardio pull-ups, whatever it is you choose to do. You got to earn it. Nobody gives it to you. Nobody can cheat. That's it. You have to do it. And it also comes down to the food you eat. And so again, it's really, really crucial. And Dad was talking earlier about the berberine ultimate. I have gotten word from our suppliers. I know it's been out of stock for a little bit. That's our dihydroberberine, the most effective formula that I've ever seen as far as maintaining healthy blood sugar, enhancing healthy blood glucose metabolism, reducing inflammation. It's an incredibly good product. And so again, it's something that we're going to be having coming in very, very soon. And uh, it should be back in. I know it's been out of stock for a while, and everybody's been asking me about it. And so we're working to get it back in. It's such a specific formula. It's not cheap to manufacture at all. See, dihydroberberine is much more stable than regular berberine. You don't take near as much of it. So it's much less likely to break down the body and during processing and storage. And also, too, it has a much better effect on enzymes and receptors in the body compared to regular berberine. This is why it's so important to really, really maintain your overall food intake. And then you throw in something like berberine, because I've, I've got an extra bottle of it left that I've been using. I can honestly say since I've been running this product, it definitely keeps my blood sugar more stable and helps me stay leaner even if I start eating a little bit more calories while I'm training. So again, this product should be back in stock any day now we've been working on it. they told me the fifth it was supposed to be finished january 5th so hopefully they have it done because it has been a very popular product and a lot of people have been asking about it because regular berberine cool story dihydroberberine which we carry as the berberine ultimate it is on a whole nother level from the results that i've seen and that's why we even have some of the uh research studies i've like eight research studies on the website under berberine ultimate where you can read about what they've done in clinical trials Really, really cool product, something to look at. It's something to uh, basically really go after if you're trying to maintain your overall health. Also, to another news, this is interesting. This is very interesting. We'll see if this goes really anywhere. But there's been over 200 higher-ranked service members in an open letter that have now vowed to hold the military leadership accountable for the damage caused by implementing the now-canceled COVID vaccine mandate. The letter published on January 1st, 2024, named specific senior military leaders who the signers claim broke the law and violated the Constitution. They go on to say here, while implementing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation on service members, and suppressed the free exercise of religion, the letter states. What's interesting, it goes into detail and it talks about there's like 230 signers on this letter. And so as of right now, there's not any legal recourse, I think, that's actually happened so far in this direction. However, these guys that have signed this, a lot of them are upper-ranking active active military, and essentially they're going to go after them with military standpoint from what they did and what these military leaders did. Because remember, I told you when that was going on, when you had these upper ranks coming in and saying, no, it's a mandate. There is no religious exemptions. They were doing that. They were literally dishonorably discharging you know, service members and discharging them for not getting the shot after they applied for a religious mandate with a untested experimental emergency youth injection. There was no long-term testing on that shot whatsoever, and that's where they're talking about this in here because you got to remember, when that military mandate came in, it was up to the duty from a constitutional standpoint 
for the upper brass to step in and say, listen, we are the ranking military. We do not care if the executive, if the basically the commander in chief is stating we have to do this. The rule of law states this, the military law states this, and we are not going to follow unlawful, unconstitutional orders. It is illegal to force a service member to get an experimental, untested injection against their consent or dishonorably discharge them because they have a religious exemption to one of these shots. It was illegal what they did. And so we're going to see if this is going to happen. If it's going to go anywhere, I don't know. I hope it does. This was an absolute debacle. I mean, when you, you have the strongest military in the entire world, and you've got guys that are deploying over the sandbox, and I mean, these guys are hard operators. I mean, these guys are gunfighters, top tier in the world, and you're telling them, well, you know, before your deployment to the sandbox, you got to get this experimental COVID shot because, you know, it's for your protection. That's why you had so many SEALs drop off. You had fighter pilots drop off. You had all kinds of guys drop off. And then what a lot of them did, again, this is just something that I heard, again, not telling anybody did it or not. This is what I heard was a rumor is that an enormous amount of service members got uh, vaccine cards from certain doctors at certain places stating that they got the shot even though they didn't get the shot because they weren't going to deal with it and they weren't going to play the game. Again, that's just what I heard. Probably a rumor. I can't substantiate it whatsoever. My disclaimer is I would never recommend doing something like that. Uh, but that's my statement on there. And so, again, there's something that you have to look at when you start seeing and realizing you have the most effective fighting forces in the world being subjected to emergency use injections. And they wanted to say here, they said the individuals enabled lawlessness and unwilling experimentation on service members. The moral and physical injuries they helped inflict are significant. They betrayed the trust of service members in the American people. Their actions caused irreparable harm to the armed forces and the institutions for which we have fought and bled. Well-written letter. I'll post on the website. You guys look at it. Uh, they're 100% accurate on this, 100% accurate. I said it from the very beginning. All these things that are coming about now about these shot mandates and what they tried to force everybody to do is coming to a head. This is one of the reasons why there's so many distractions that they're trying to put in front of everybody now and just ignore what's been happening. That's why you got this Japanese study that came out that I talked about at the beginning of the week. It goes in and says, oh, by the way, the new COVID variant, the new variant, the, the Omicron 4.0, 2.3, XB11572, whatever we decide to name it, pulled out of half this month. This new variant is causing significant heart damage after people get this COVID variant. That's why people are coming down with so many issues with heart problems. It's, it has nothing to do with anything else other than the new variant that we invented last week. Of course, anybody, anybody that has researched it and has two IQ points to rub together realizes that is a complete and utter lie. That's why they put the article out because they're trying to do damage control as much as they possibly can to try to have any excuse in the book. This is why they did this to the young children after the Vaccine Protection Act in 1986 that Reagan signed. They essentially came out and coined the term SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. That was a rarity that rarely ever occurred where some ch a child died in their crib and nobody could figure out what caused the death, period. SIDS was the cover-up for that. Do your research on it. I've talked about it in detail on the show before. SIDS was the cover-up so they could justify children dying from vaccine side effects without saying it's vaccine side effects by saying it's sudden infant death syndrome. No idea how this happened. No understanding. No effects whatsoever. It was just a random happenstance that the child happened to die in its crib two days after it got the injection. Total happenstance. No correlation whatsoever between that and the shot. 
That's why they came up with it. Before the 1986 act, they started ejecting these little children with the shots. That didn't even – there wasn't even a name for it because majority of children, if something happened, they died or say they vomited in their crib or something happened horrific. There was generally a specific reason. SIDS basically states that the child died, no reasons, completely unknown, no understanding, no other cause. And they just happened to just die in the crib. Guys, that doesn't happen with healthy babies. They don't just – randomly die in the crib for no reason whatsoever. They're dying from encephalitic shock because their brain's swelling and their heart's stopping and their body's going and shutting down from so many toxins being injected into their body. They give these six, seven, eight injections now at one time, including the RNA gene therapy COVID shot that's emergency use authorization for six-month-olds and up. And I will bring that up every single day as long as people keep talking about it and getting the truth out there because that in my opinion is one of the biggest atrocities we've ever witnessed the military stuff is horrible what they did to businesses is horrible but the very fact that these sickos know what this shot does that the pfizer documents discuss what this shot does that the research studies that i bring up on the show every single week are showing what the side effects are doing from the shot and the fact that the fda still has the gall to violate human right laws and state that six-month-olds and up have an emergency use injection that has had zero testing on children with a new booster shot. They tested it on 10 mice and said, hey, it worked good after 30 days. Give it to six-month-olds now. That is absolutely unjustified and disgusting at its highest level. So again, something I'm going to bring up on a regular basis. Sorry for repeating myself for everyone that listens to the show every day, but it's time that people really start discussing this because these children, they don't deserve this, guys. These kids don't deserve this. They can't even talk yet. They don't deserve this crap to be done to them whatsoever. They deserve the best you could possibly give them. And I can tell you that, injecting them with RNA gene therapy is not the best you can do for them, Dad. What do you think? Injecting them with RNA, RNA is the RNA gene therapy is not the best you could do for them. It's like a worst thing you could do for them, Austin. I mean, it's amazing to me that these people. First of all, you're going to sterilize them. That's number one. It just you're going to cause them to probably become an hermaphrodite, a tranny, transgender. If they don't come down with myocarditis or pericarditis and die in their crib, I mean, and the same thing with the with the, with these injections, with the MMR shots, and all the other things they give these kids that cause sudden infant death syndrome. I think it was Dr. Mendelson in his book, I think it was called How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician, addresses that about how I think it was 60 or 70 percent of all sudden infant death occurs within the first week after the massive vaccines occur. I mean, it's surreal how, how this happens and people say, oh, my gosh, I had sudden infant death. I don't know what happened. But they find out you know, three days later, three days before they'd injected this child. They go to the doctor. Oh, no, no, no. That had nothing to do with any of this. That had nothing to do with any of this. That can't cause this. No, vaccines are safe. They're proven. And right on the insert, it says they can cause death. You know, and you ask the doctor, you will you let me read the insert. Oh, I don't have the insert. And you, then you find the insert. You say, well, what does this mean? Oh, it doesn't mean that. It's warning you it can kill the kid from the cephalitic shock. Oh, no, it doesn't mean that. Well, have you ever had that happen? I'm not going to discuss that. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, stop, stop. You're not going to discuss it? So if you've had children die within three days after the vaccine, uh, I don't remember. I don't recall. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you not have medical records that show this happened? 
I've got to leave now. I've got another appointment. Uh, nice meeting you. I'm, I'm not going to see you anymore. It's time for you to go find another pediatrician. You're a vaccine denier. You don't understand. Something's wrong with you. You, you, you want to look at facts. And, and facts really aren't necessary for me because I've been told by Big Pharma exactly what to do and how to think and how to live because Big Pharma knows everything because Big Pharma is my God. You will say, wow, that's just absolutely crazy that you would say that. And Ted, that's a really weird voice. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> one other thing I want to I want to say for you too, and, and this is this is important, and I'm seeing this a lot, and 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 this is this is something that we I got to address this. I had somebody just send me a text. So you you really think that angel numbers are bogus, and they're not really angels? God sending signs. Uh, that's been a huge belief, and it's been proven true many times in my life, and almost all of my new age. My generation believes in this. Now we're going to address angel numbers. And you know, this is when you see certain combinations of certain numbers randomly and they appear. Okay. Now, here's my response. Sometimes coincidence happens. It might be angel-directed, but probably not. The key is keeping your faith in God through Jesus. He will provide your answers. He will guide you. But random numbers is gematria. That's Kabbalah. It's not of God. Remember, the evil one uses gematria. This is all part of the Zohar. Could he use angel numbers to mislead you? Absolutely, yes. He could easily do that. Stay with the Bible for guidance. It's very, very important that you stay with the Bible for guidance because God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know this one weirdo. God, I don't know him personally, but I just get so fed up with him. You watch him, he'll start doing that angel number stuff. He talks about it all the time, talks about Jumatria. He's a Kabbalist. He's a claims to be a Christian, but he's a Jew. And he runs around in churches pushing for the, you know, the Israel fund and all the rest of it, super pro-Israel Zionist. And he starts praying in Hebrew over people and he uses that Vulcan hand sign that Spock used to do on Star Trek, which is a form of gematria, which is actually a curse. And he holds that up and he puts it over the whole people and they're sitting there praying with him and they're repeating what he's saying when he starts breaking a name. Okay, first of all, let me say something. For, this is really important. If you're doing responsive reading in a church, whether you're reading it or you're just following what the pastor says. Now, listen to me. This is really important. If he says something that you don't agree with based on your faith and what your understanding of Scripture is, don't repeat it. Just pass on it. Don't internalize it. Think about what he's saying before you repeat it. Every once in a while in church, I'll do that. They'll have something written in the responsive reading section like, mm, I, don't, I don't buy that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to repeat that because it's too negative. I'm not going to speak that over myself. You think – you really do that? Yeah, I actually do that. I am so careful with the words that come out of my mouth because the Bible says, listen to me. Are you listening? The power of life and death is in the tongue. I'll repeat it again. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Why do I want to speak negative stuff over myself and create a negative energy field about me? Why do I want to force my reticulator activator to fulfill my negative thoughts, my negative words? Why do I want to make the angels think, well, is Ted what Ted really wants? Let's go ahead and make this happen. The answer is no. I'm not going to do any of that. If I don't like what it says, if I don't like this responsive reading section, I'm just going to step away and go, I'm going to pass on that. I'm just not going to use those words. I'm not going to speak death and destruction upon myself. Years ago, I went to a Trace Diaz thing, which I don't recommend at all, okay? 
shouldn't even use the name. This is many years ago. And I had a friend of mine got all involved in it. And I remember, this is a crazy story. And I remember I had to drive all the way to Tallahassee to meet my friend. Well, this Trace Diaz seminar thing was in Lake City. And so I had to drive 100 miles back to Lake City. And then we got there and they started, you know, they said, well, you can't talk after this time. You can't do this after this time. You've got to be completely silent. And then they had us do this thing that was where we were supposed to repeat this stuff. And this is like a whole bunch of negative curses and sickness upon ourselves. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I just didn't say anything. I just sat there and go, I'm not going to do that. So then I went to my friend. It's about 11 o'clock at night. And I said, I don't want to be here. It's a three-day event. Uh, and I, they, we, couldn't, we couldn't bring our cars. It was like we were trapped. We were not, they took a bus. And I said, I need somebody to get me right back to my car. And he said, well, that's 100 miles away. I said, yeah, it is. So they sent two guys in to, to convince me to stay. And I said to them both, I said, we're not going to do that. You're not going to convince me to stay. I'm not staying here. I'm leaving. And if you don't want to take me back, I said, I'm going to call a taxi to go back to Tallahassee for 100 miles. And I said, and I will go to the Tallahassee Democrat in the morning. I will tell them what happened. That I got abducted and taken to this thing and you'll get me right back. So these two guys gave me the ride back to Tallahassee. I got a hotel room. And I went home the next day. That's the extent of my resolve. And that was many. That was decades ago. I was not going to get involved in it because I was not going to allow myself to speak sickness and disease and death and destruction on myself. Don't let anybody tell you to do that. It's not of God. And it's not good for you. It's bad for you. Just thought I'd mention that to you this morning. This is apparently one of these days that I'm on a tear anyhow. Hey, I love you. Yeah, you. All of you who are listening right now. You're my brothers and sisters in Christ. You guys are amazing to me. And I am blessed to be part of your lives. I really am. Thank you for your support of Health Masters. Thank you for praying for me and Austin and the family. I love you guys so very, very much. Austin, to finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is one thing that I saw earlier. This is interesting. There's, <laughs> the page is already turned now as far as for 2024. It looks like media outlets are already starting to complain about there's not enough oversight on 2020 election claims. Now they're talking about the <laughs> – this is so funny to me. Media outlets are already calling for online 2024 election censorship now. More calls for big tech to be essentially the gatekeepers of truth. They said in an era where the policing of online speech is becoming increasingly contentious, the roles now that you're starting to see in terms of election misinformation are being put in the massive debate. And this, again, this article, a lot of it goes into just a bunch of theater and political stuff. And it's interesting because what we've seen so many times now is where as soon as this stuff comes about, we saw it bad in 2020, where you start having social media and all these platforms literally become essentially the ones who are allowing what can be talked about and allowing what can be addressed. And what's crazy about it is this, is the fact is everybody has to make their own decisions. And this again goes back to the concept, exactly what I talked to you about yesterday with COVID, where these groups are trying to brain and train and trying to change the entire mentality of society of where people think they don't have a right to speak freely or think freely. And that's really what it comes down to because once you can control free speech and you can control what people say, you slowly start controlling what people think and what they're allowed to think about because people actually start to self-censor themselves if they have so much reprisal, if they have so much negativity associated with saying certain things. Perfect example is the social credit score in China. Where if you say certain things, you talk about things, or you text certain things, or you look certain things up, your social credit score goes down. So people stop doing those things. 
And what happens is when people aren't comfortable, when people aren't free, when people aren't confident enough to speak freely, they change their behavior. They change their thought process to try to cope with the situation. Even though they may know something may be the truth, they won't talk about it because they're scared and they're nervous. That's why it's so important to be a strong individual, a strong male, a strong female, someone that can stand up and say no. And one of the biggest things you can do that is being physically fit and confident, whether it be man or woman, doesn't matter. When you understand you have the ability to handle situations, when you know you can be combative if you need to be, when you know you can be violent if you need to be, not something that you want to do, not something that you are, not something that you're frivolous engaged in, but you understand you have the ability and the necessary skill set to be that person if you need to be, it changes the entire dynamics of your attitude. That's why I'm such a huge proponent of martial arts, whether it be jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai or karate or whatever you get involved in getting that confidence along with training and exercising and staying strong and fit for men and women alike because it gives you that confidence where you actually have the guts to say, no, man, I'm not going along with that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I don't feel confident. Like Dad just said earlier, he goes to a meeting. They start telling him to say all this stuff. I'm not going to say that. I don't agree with that. I'm not going to – well, you have to say it. I'm not going to say it. Take me back to my car. I'm not playing this game. We're about to get in a doggone fist fight if you don't take me back in my vehicle. I'm about to call law enforcement. This is not okay. You can't take me here and tell me I have to say something I don't want to say. Just like he said, that's all about having a conviction about a topic that you are fully stanced on. So again, my friends, keep up the truth. Stay strong. Stay healthy. Stay dangerous. And continue to get the free truth out there to everyone that has the ability to hear it. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.